Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. How y'all doing? Welcome to another edition of uh, Real Estate Guru Podcast. I got a special guest, uh, the Boat Goat. What's going on, Shy. man? Um, I was on Zoe's live last night. He had uh, Pushman Mitch, Runway Billionaire. Um, I think Big Biz, Biz, Biz was supposed to come on, but he didn't get to come on. Yeah. Um, and then the boat goat, he was basically talking and I hit him up on Instagram and he was like, let's do it. And and we're here right now. So how you doing? How you doing? I'm blessed, bro. I appreciate you even giving man, me the I, invite, man. I appreciate man. you, man. <laughs> um, man, when you was talking last night, I was like, the whole time you was talking, I'm like thinking like Galveston, Kima, you know what I'm saying? You know, you said you got some boats in Kima. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Can you well? Can you start from the beginning of your life? I don't. I want you to hit them with the players yet. Just Woo. let me go run back to the childhood, man. Uh, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, again shot, better known as Z Burger. Listen, man, I'm from Washington D.C., born and raised. Um, you know, I, I lived all over the city. The first thing when people hear you say you're from D.C. is what part of D.C. you from? Uh-huh. And and honestly, I've did. I've lived in Southeast, Southwest, Northeast, North. I don't lived all over, man, but. Um, born and raised uh, by my mom, uh, who, who was a drug addict. Um, dad was there periodically, but mm-hmm. not as a as a father should have been. Um, you know, majority majority of my family, you know, abused the alcohol or the drugs. So I've seen, you know, all of that coming up. But as I always say, God has put it in me and, and strengthened me not to fall down those so, same uh, roads, man. So. Um, I've always had a, a straight and narrow when it comes to, uh, I guess, thinking for myself and not doing what I see others doing. Um, but it was a good thing for me, though. Me, me saying, you know, my mother struggled. It helped me with some of the the tools that I used as an adult. Credit. Um, you know, seeing the car get repoed. I knew, I bet, if I don't pay this car note, mm-hmm. that tow truck coming to pick come it up. <laughs> You know, uh, if I don't pay these, these light bills, they're going to come and shut it off. So um, I really tried to just take the bad and turn it into the good, made it a lesson for myself um, versus a statistic and use that to say, all right, I'm about to go out here and mess up in the streets. Um, although I did fall victim to the streets when I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always my goal to um, do 20 years in the, in the Army, get out, retire, get a check for the rest of my life mm-hmm. because that's all I heard growing up. You know, basketball player, actor, military, drugs, right? So um, I ended up going into the military. Um, I did 60 years in the Army. Uh, when I first went in, I was a logistics specialist, which is supply. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Um, my recruiter set me up for failure. Um, you know, not really knowing terminologies and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me a logistical Specialist had something to do with law enforcement because I've always been into law enforcement. I wanted to be in the military and be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And when I found out I can do both at the same time, that was always the goal. But I ended up uh, going in, 
signing up for logistical specialists to find out it was supply. So I hated it, man. My first two years in the Army, I was miserable as hell. Um, but I learned how to be tactful, right? One of my, uh, one of my, uh, my, my NCOs, shout out to Sound First Class Affair. Mm-hmm. I used to always speak my mind, right? And one day he just pulled me outside. He said, listen, Carlson, I know you, 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 you wise, you're smarter than your boss, but you got to be tactful when you're talking to these people, <laughs> man. You can't just keep telling them how you feel. Too brutally honest. Yeah, I was too, too, too honest, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it got you in trouble a lot. No, no, nah, nah, it didn't get me in trouble. It, it ruffled a lot of feathers. Yeah, okay. I, I'll say that because I always spoke my mind. Um, but I was a stellar soldier, though, right? I spoke my mind, but I was always where I needed to be at. You know, always left from the front. In fact, um, I, I made sergeant within two years of being in the army. So I did what I was supposed to do. Was just. I'm going to speak my mind behind. I still got that till this day. I still speak my mind, but again, just uh, been tactful with it, right? That, that, that's why they demoted you in 2014? Nah, that's not why they demoted it. So they, they, they demoted me because I had, um, I started my shuttle service okay. without asking for permission. So in the military, in order to have a second job, okay. whether you own the business or you're working, you have to get permission, right? I didn't know this, Okay. right? It wasn't that I was just ignoring it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. Yeah. So um, I started my shuttle service at 18. You know, my credit was good. I went out and I got a shuttle van. Uh, I seen a service that was needed, which was there were a lot of people with chimes. Chimes is like they hire disabled, right? And those people clean the installation. So a lot of them didn't have vehicles. So I realized they needed to get on post. So I went and got this van. And I started my service. So um, at the time, again, I was a military police. A lot of soldiers were getting DUIs. Mm -hmm. So military police officers getting DUIs. And, you know, just coming from where I come from and in the struggle, I've always been, you know, as a kid, like, I'm going to help people when I get older. So that's the mindset I had in the military. I'm going to just help people. So when I seen that, I already had the van. I said, you know what? Let me go and, and just offer my services. So... I went to my first son. I'm like, first son, listen, I got my shuttle service. I want to pick up the soldiers from the club mm-hmm. on Friday and Saturday night, bring them back on post entirely free yeah. so they won't get these DUIs. Yeah. So he's like, all right, cool. Mind you, my, my first son lived around the corner with me, so I'm a private living in the neighborhood with a first son. So they always looked at me sideways yeah. like, what the hell are you doing yeah. that you can afford boats and and, and suburbans and nice cribs and all that. But anyway, so he blessed off on it. He said, yeah, that's cool. So I'm all excited, man. The next day I go in, I got a stack of business cards and I go in to give it to the first sergeant so he could pass it around to all the leaders. Mm-hmm. And he said, go look at policy number 11. Ooh. I go around the corner. I look at policy number 11. It was unauthorized use of a secondary job. So he he didn't like you? or he, nah, just, he, he liked me. It wasn't him. It was the commander. Oh. It, was, it was the commander. So okay. I go look at policy number 11 and I come back. And I'm like, all right, I read it. Like, okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So okay. he said, Commander, want to see you at 1300. Damn. I said, okay, for those of you that don't know, that's oh one o'clock God. military time. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm there. Maybe the commander want to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. So I go back and I'm on a red carpet, right? I'm getting an Article 15. Article 15 is, is something like uh, a mandatory court appearance when you get pulled over by the police, right? So I go in and he read me unauthorized use of a secondary job mind you i was always where i needed to be at Mm -hmm. never skipped out on work i did what i was supposed to do Mm -hmm. 
This man told me I didn't get permission from him, and that woke me up. That right there really woke me up and was like, yo, this this not what I'm going to do for 20 years. Already mm-hmm. you're telling me when I can go on vacation. I missed my, my, my child's birth. You know, I, I was in Afghanistan when one was born, and the other, I had to wait until he signed my paperwork. I was 10 minutes late from seeing him born. And it was because my my command dragged their feet signing the paperwork. So um, when that started to happen, man, I started to really sit back and think to myself, like, do I really want to spend 20 years of somebody else, another grown man telling me when I can and I can't do? How old were you at this time? I was 18. Oh, you was 18? I was 18. So I was like, all right, cool. We're going we gonna to let this ride. I was ready to get out right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I came across a uh, a, a cap, no, a major. When he was my doctor, and I was, you know, expressing that I was ready to get out. And he was like, "Man, don't get out just yet. You know, mm-hmm. you get out, have a plan behind it." And what he meant was build your medical file so that you can get disability for the rest of your life. So I always, I always use that now when you know, because we all want everyone to be their own boss. You know, we actually just rode past a sign that said they paying eleven fifty. Per hour, and I said something. I'm like, yo, that's that's how much they think of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always make it my business to say, fire your nine to five because you're worth more than that. <laughs> just have a strategic plan behind it. You have to have a plan. Don't just up and leave. And that was something that I was about to do until I met the captain. So um, I did what he did, what he told me to do, which was build my medical file, and then I went ahead and dropped that that medical packet, and I got out because it was like again. You tell me, and when I got this article 15, they took pay for seven days. They they made me leave from my house to stay in the barracks for seven days. And they uh they demoted me. You know what I'm saying? So all this, I'm just looking like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you out. Just and you because I didn't ask for permission, you ready for me to just, just go down? Was there any way they could like look the other way or, or that was like mandatory? Uh, of course. <laughs> Article 15s are if it's not if it's nothing that's that serious it's it's up to the it's just like with the police right mm-hmm. they pull you over they don't have to give you know you it's not there are some laws that are mandatory that they have to make an arrest mm-hmm. right it's just like with the commander they have discre- discretion whether or not they want to move forward and even they can suspend it so he could have gave me this the seven days extra duty the forfeit of my pay he could have gave me all that but he could have suspended it. Which means he could have said, all right, you're going to get this, but you act right for a week. None of this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that. It's like a warning. Right. And then he um, he, he took it a step further and told me, you need to stop your business. And right then and there was like, I'm done. I'm going to do what this commander told me to do, mm-hmm. but I'm going to buy it here because ain't no way in the hell you're going to make me stop, stop myself from doing something that I work hard to build. So I had to roll out, man. Um, so I had the medical file. At the time, I had eighty percent, so I think I was making two thousand or twenty two hundred a month. So I moved outside of DC, right? I got out, but I didn't have a plan. I had a plan, which was to live off of my disability. Mm-hmm. But as far as working with somebody else, I was like, I would never do that again. I vowed to myself in twenty fourteen when I got out, I would never work for another man, and and I meant that. Um, so when I got out, man, I, I went back to what I knew, which was the streets, mm-hmm. right? My family. Big time in in, in a drug game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I seen growing up. So I went back to that. Um, and I did that for a few years. And how did I get into the boat game? Huh. I, what, did, did, didn't some of your people, I mean, some of the military people put you on? Like, 
Yeah, so I had uh yeah, I, I need that story. <laughs> <laughs> I need that story. So I had I had uh, I got I had two warrant officers. Um one approached me cuz I was I was a partner in a club. I own partnership in the club. So okay. this is how I originally met them, but um me being not naive, but me not really paying attention to who I was doing business with, I really didn't see them doing drug shit. I just seen them coming in the club and in the military yeah. and being at warrant officers, you know, I'm like, they ain't doing nothing foul to, you know, in, in, intervene with the career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's who intro- not introduced me to it because again, I grew up around it. Of course. Um, but they, they reintroduced it to me, I guess, because once I left them, you know, from the crib, I didn't see any of that. And then you was trying to be clean. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so he hit me, one of them hit me was like, yo, um, I got some coke. Can you can you can you get it all? Mm. And I looked and I said, "Bro, you know where I'm from? <laughs> of course I can get it all." So I made a call and um I had a I had it sold before I even got to DC. So I ran it up. You made like back. you made like six hundred, right? Yeah, I was like, "Yo, military only paying me like a smooth <laughs> six seven hundred every two weeks. <laughs> this is it, right?" <laughs> so uh, he put me on, but um. <clears throat> R.P. to him, man. He actually got killed a couple of years ago wow. uh, for moving foul, man. He that's that's why I stopped doing business with people. That's why I like I'm I'm about to sign a deal in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and this will be my first partnership with somebody because of that dude because he fucked me so bad when it came to the club and in the streets. I I don't think I ever told this story, but um, once we started moving stuff from North Carolina back to D.C. Um, and vice versa, he started using my name up in D.C. So uh, one day he had called somebody that was working for me, mm-hmm. and they like side they sidebar me and went behind my back and did a deal, uh, and was with one of my family members, and he basically took a key and tried to make it into two. So he messed he messed it up, and so my my cousin was ready to go and do what he had to do, mm-hmm. but it, it never got to that, but. Uh, that woke me up to not trusting everybody, uh, really feeling a person for who they are before moving forward with them, uh, really dissecting the entire situation. And not, you thought, you you know, thought everybody would stand up like you was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something that I struggle with to this day. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I really, I really got to sit back sometimes and, and, and realize and understand because I love hard. You know, when I when I mess with you, I me mess too. with you. You know, loyal, what I mean? loyal. Exactly. Me too. So when when you come when you come at me the wrong way, it's like, damn, it was nothing but love coming from my way. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, he he did me wrong, and that's what you know got me into not want to work with other people. Um, but I can say I turned the leaf. I'm I'm open to working with people now. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that deal went through with the with the whole drug thing, man, I started doing my own thing. Um. I went back home, started moving stuff around, and I had this one client, man, that used to come to me every single week and buy pills from me, right? With the with the trucking. Yeah. yeah. He used to come and buy the pills from me, and he always had this raggedy-ass car behind <laughs> him. And I'm like, yo, like, why are you always, like, at this third or fourth trip, I'm like, why do you always come with this raggedy car? Yeah. And he was like, this is how I pay you. So we laughing about that, but I'm like, nah, I'm serious, though. Why do you always come with this raggedy car? And he's like, no, seriously, this is how I pay you. Um, I'm into the trucking thing. I make money by delivering these cars. So it piqued my interest. I'm like, I bet, like, put me on. Mm -hmm. So he told me about Central Dispatch. So anybody that's looking to get into the trucking world, that's looking to transport vehicles, 
Uh, you don't have to go out there necessarily and look for clients. You can go simply to centraldispatch.com and you can find loads there. All right. So um, I ended up taking 5000 and going to buy my first truck, uh, which was a 2005 F-350. Um, I went and got my truck and I started doing my thing in the trucking game because I had seven people working for me at the time, mm -hmm. but everybody started to get locked up. So at this point, I'm like, shit. I need to find my way out. What I'm about to do. So you, you feel like you feel like that was God, like not locking you Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Uh, but I didn't pay attention right there. I didn't pay attention. I just I just knew. All right, this is something that I can do because I've always been a boss, even from a kid. Like my one of my aunts called me a Jamaican because I, I I was doing every single thing when it came down to making money. I was cutting grass, washing cars. I was I was flipping cats and dogs and cars and boats. Mm -hmm. That's honestly how I got into the to the uh to the boating. Um I just seen one on Craigslist. I'm like, shit, this is dope. I never I never met an 18 year old with a boat. Let me go ahead and buy a boat right quick. <laughs> so that's really initially how I started with the boat thing. Um but yeah, so I'm 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 doing my thing and and those seven people that were working for me, they started to get locked up. So I'm like, I gotta move fast. So I just I, I left the streets alone a little bit. I was I was tapping in a little bit, but mm. not too much as I, like I was. I was flooding the city with everything. So mm. I was calming down. And so I finally um I finally uh got full time with a truck and I did that for two years straight, literally working two to tw I mean twenty to twenty two hours a day. It doesn't sound realistic. But that's how hard in the paint I was going, right? Just for like two hours, man. Exactly, mm. two hours. So my my when I first started, my neighbor and I we took ten days straight out, and uh, we went and, and drove up and down the East Coast. I didn't know nothing about the trucking game. I was like, all right, six hundred here in North Carolina. It, it, there's another six hundred here in, in New York. Not realizing I'm not calculating gas, food, hotel, none of that. So I was just bouncing around, and I finally said, "All right, this not making sense. Mm -hmm. All right, this this extra two hundred that I think I'm making, I'm not making it because I'm traveling an extra six just to go get that. I'm putting that back in the tank. Mm -hmm. So I stopped that and I started going uh, from Maryland to Virginia. And that was my route for two years. Um, and then I, I realized, you know, that was really taking a toll on my kids. I, w I was spending so much time away from them. It was like I wasn't really present. Um, and that was just something that I said, you know, a a as a child, when I when I become a dad, I'm going to make sure my kids know who I am and mm -hmm. I'm in their lives and da-da-da. So I promised to them, I said, listen, we're going to spend more time this, this summer together. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I had a bow rider, B-O-W-R-I-D-E-R, -E right? I had this bow rider. And I went and traded it in for this pontoon. Uh -huh. That was my first, uh, my first boat for business, a Bentley pontoon. All right. Um, so we out one day and we having lunch, me and the kids. And I pull up to the dock and a dude, he come over. He like, yo, do you rent your boat? And I'm like, nah. In a way, you know, I kind of shoot him off. You know, I got the, you got my pride on my shoulder. I'm just getting out of the military. I'm just getting out the streets. You know, I'm just, you know, get away. Mm -hmm. But then I stopped. I said, you know what? This God talking to me. That at that moment is when I said, all right, this him talking to me again. Let me be obedient, right? So I hopped off that boat. I ran out to the dude. I said, yo. I said, yeah, man, I, I remember but what you trying to do. I was just playing with you back there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. serious. What you trying to do? He say, uh, I just want to take the family out. I said, all right, cool. So I exchanged information. And again, me just coming out of the streets and military, my mindset wasn't there. I was like, this dude ain't going to never call me, man. 
And sure enough, the next day, my kids and I are doing the same thing, about to go have lunch, and he called me. I'm like, yo, he's like, where you at? I'm right here where I met you at. I was like, shoot. I had the kids. Good thing my grandmother lived right there by the water. So I hit her. I'm like, yo, I need you to come and grab the kids. I got to go out and make this bread. Mm -hmm. So she come and get the kids. I go back. Soon as the dude get on the boat, the first question was, how much? I'm like, I don't know, man, 400. I threw out 400 because at the time I had a personal loan. That's always the number one question. How do you buy a boat? Use your credit, personal loan. If you don't have business credit, use your personal loan. All right, get a personal loan or a credit card. So I, I had a, a personal loan and I was paying like 367 or 397, something around that. So that 400, I was like, all right, bet. I'm sitting back, I'm just sitting, I'm like, yo, dude, this pay me 400 for a couple of hours of being on the water. Ah. Mm-hmm. I just got away with something here. <clears throat> so I'm sitting and I, the first thing that I said to myself was, if I do this once a month, this boat becomes free to me. But then coming from the club background, I knew about promotions. So I said, nah, we ain't gonna do this once a month. He just paid 400. We about to do this full time. Mm-hmm. So I went out, I got my business cards made, I got the brochures made, and I started making those connections. The connections were, the hotels, the apartment buildings, the restaurants, wherever there was a lot of traffic, that's where we was going at. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to go at when you're trying to get your business. I don't care what type of business you, you have. You're trying to get your business out there. Outside of social media, you need to do foot traffic. When You, you need to hit these clubs. Up. When when majority of us go to the club, when we come outside, what's on our window? A pamphlet, mm-hmm. brochure, the next, the next jumping party. So I, I, that's what I tell my mentees too. Make sure you get your brochures. A lot of us have, be, even myself, we've become, um, what's the word that I'm thinking about? Um, complacent. Not complacent. We've come uh, spoiled oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with these ads, with, with Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You got to get out there and do fo- a foot track. Because there's a lot of people who don't use social media, right? It's a lot. So that's, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest ways to get yourself out there. So... And I'm gonna just give you a, a, a quick little script that I use if you don't mind for the people. No, go ahead, go ahead. So uh, what I did was because at the time I had I had a little <laughs> long hair, or whatever. I went and cut my hair because you know you got to look presentable when you're walking into different spots. Uh, and when I say that, you know what I mean. But I went and cut my hair. I groomed myself up well, and I started to go knock on the doors of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the hotel, I didn't want to talk to the employees. I wanted to talk to. The, the concierge manager, not the, the hotel manager, the concierge manager, because the concierge manager or the concierge services are those that tell the guests where they should be going and what they should be doing. So I went and befriended the, the concierge managers and I would simply say, hey, I'm Shah from Shah's America Boat and Jet Ski Rental, you know, here in D.C. I own the only Jet Ski Rental company here. I just wanted to come over and introduce myself. But not only that, I wanted to give you a discount. Not just for the step for for your your guests at the hotel, but also for you. Mm-hmm. I want to give you fifteen percent, and I want to give any guest that stays at the hotel ten percent. Now, the reason why I gave the 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 employees fifteen percent is because that was going to make them want to go out and promote the business for mm-hmm. me for free, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Um, and then where where we're at is a lot of apartment buildings, right? So I went and 
Especially if it was a lady G- GM I might go in there With a little bouquet of flowers Or something <laughs> Something nice For them to be like Oh who's this guy Right Something for them To remember me by And um, I would go in And do the same thing Introduce myself And I would get on Their email list Do me a favor And, and, and do an email blast <laughs> To all your residents So That's a quick gem for you And it doesn't necessarily Have to be about the boats Or the jet skis any business that you have that you're trying to get out there, go and befriend those GM at these big apartment uh, complexes and these hotels that get you there. And then the restaurants, right? Where there, wherever there's a popular restaurant, um, I would say go in and in, 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 um, promote there, get that foot traffic. But um, but yeah, man, we once he, um, I started putting it out there and I say how quick he, I was making that money, I started to do the promoting. So slowly but surely, people started calling. But then my price is only six thirty four fifty for four hours, and then I was sitting back. I was like, "All right, now this this some good money. It's easy money, but this ain't the same money I was making in the streets. I need mm, more, mm, <laughs> right?" So um, I I bumped my prices up, but it wasn't an immediate or it wasn't it wasn't like eight thirty four fifty. What I did was um, I, I kept it at six thirty four fifty, but as I was doing this, I was realizing everybody was coming with two things. And that was food and, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, bet. I want, I want, I want a little bit more money. So now that I see they, they come with the alcohol, I'm going to put this mandatory $200 alcohol fee on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get too much question about it. But when people would ask why we got to pay $200, i will be like, oh, we got to get a, a temporary permit. That's what I told them <laughs> at the time. Right. So then when I started making this 834, I was like, man, come on, man. I was making more money than this in the streets, and I was being greedy. Yeah. So um, I, I I did the mandatory cleaning fee. So that's how I got to my price of 1200 So that's what we charge now. We charge 1200 Now, in the boat world, four hours is considered a half day, eight hours considered a full day. So we were selling out at this point. And I was missing money because we couldn't get that last that last squeeze in. So what mm-hmm. I did was cut off that hour and brought it down to three hours. So I was able to squeeze in that last one. So now we're doing three three cruises a day at twelve hundred a pop in DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico, my yacht does twenty four hundred for three hours. Um, and here in in, in Houston and Dallas, probably gonna be half of that uh, just because of what the market is like here. Mm-hmm. Um, but people need to realize and understand the boat rental industry is. Very lucrative and it's very passive. You do not have to be where your equipment is located. Like that's the number one question. Do I gotta be there? No, you do not. Uh, you can hire yourself uh, captains. You can hire your local college and uh, high school students. Um, I really recommend that. I, I think I said this last night on 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 Zoom. Uh, we always want to get back to the youth, give the youth something to 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 think about. Um, besides being in the streets or playing video games, we mm-hmm. want to get them started early. So they can learn the fundamentals of, you know, being an entrepreneur. And that's just something that I do within my company. I let people know all the time, you're not working for me more than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come in, by the time you come to my desk, I'm asking you, what are your goals? Where are you trying to go? What you're trying to do? And I try to help you fulfill that. So um, I just re- recently paid for one of my employees to go to culinary arts because he mm-hmm. wants to be a chef. Um, he's wor- He's coming up on a year of working for me. So um, once he's done, with, with his year with me, he can go off and, and start his own thing. So I recommend that too. If if that's something that, that if you're a CEO, you're a real boss, you don't want the same person working for you for years, man. Help those people level up, get to mm. the next level. So you might want to incorporate that. I ain't realized the whole time, man. You you got on you got on the, <laughs> the gear over there, man. I've been I've been checking it out for a second. Okay. 
That's kind of what I do. Everybody, if you're from a certain city, I wear the jersey. I, I see know. that. I see it. And yeah. you know what? EYL does the same thing. When I when I did EYL, For they real? had the New Balance up on the show. Oh, I, they did? I ain't even peep it, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just like, Jay-Z did that. Like, every 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 city he went to, he would wear the jersey. Or like Got Nick you. Cannon, he will like, you know, wear their shoes or whatever. So. Got you. That's unique. Appreciate it. That's unique. Um, let's talk about that uh that 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 mentee that was trying to charge you eleven hundred. <sighs> <laughs> I did that man because so he he trying to backdoor me this year. Oh, for real? He's trying to backdoor oh, me. T- t- so so he's still like so he he trying uh, to backdoor me the uh so he actually introduced me to the owner of the marina that uh, we operate the jet skis out of, right? Okay. And so this year, um, I decided to build my own dock. So I leased out um, a portion of the marina strictly for us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the marina the, the marina owner, he was like, man, you told me you was going to do this last year. You never did it. I had da 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 So I'm like, all right, cool. So two days later, I go back. I start taking measurements and stuff. And he tells me... Um, he said, listen, man, let me talk to you for a second. He said, now listen, you and, and, and Nicholas are uh, fighting for this this spot right here. I'm like, what you mean we fighting? <laughs> He's like, he wants to do jet skis too. <laughs> Whoever comes first with the money is who going to get it. And you know me. I'm like, the money ain't no issue. You need me to get my car right now? But no, nah, he backed on me. And, and honestly, man, it, it hurts me to this day, man, yeah. because uh, this is somebody who looked up to me. Um, you know, he reached out to me and was like, yo, I see what you're doing. You know, I like what you're doing, bro. Keep doing da da da. And one day I was out, um, letting passengers off the boat, and he was out partying with his people. Mm-hmm. And he ran over to me, and was like, you know, give me my flowers. I'm like, that's what's up. I was like, but listen, the same thing that you're doing right now, partying, having fun, you could be doing the same shit, but making money while doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I begged this dude probably for like a year or two to get into the game and he never did it but last year he finally did it mm-hmm. and he made shit like thing like upwards of 75 75,000 his first year of doing it um but last year I had a DC takeover I had a, I had about 75 people in DC mm-hmm. and um I didn't the plan was to take all my boats out we got eight boats in DC the plan was to take all of my boats out but we ended up having more people come that RSVP so I hit them like like yo um I need your boat, bro. Um, I, I need it for uh, three hours. And he like, all right, cool. I said, what I'm looking at. And he was like, 1100 I was like, nah, this for me, bro. <laughs> this, this ain't, because normally, and if I had I had to rectify that because normally we we may pass each other cruises or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I don't have one, maybe he have one that he can't take and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I had to let him know, nah, this for me. He was like, all right, bad me for you. I take off 200 900 <clears throat> And I stop him like, what? Yeah. You talking about somebody who's taught you the game completely free. Mm-hmm. You don't went out and made all this money. I've never asked you for a dime. Government contracting. You calling me, asking me questions off the late night. I'm giving it to you absolutely free. And you're going to charge me. And it's not the point of you charging me. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the principle Yo. and the respect mm-hmm. and the, the loyalty that we're supposed to have to one another. You can never call me and be like, yo, I need a boat. And I'm charging you because I know, one, you're not going to mess my stuff up. You're going to take care of my equipment as if it were yours. And mm-hmm. two, I know my gas going to be handled. So I wouldn't even have to say just put gas in it. Mm-hmm. You should know to do that as my man. Mm-hmm. So that really crushed me. And and, and like I said, now to, to, to today, to hear that he's trying to 
Be going. where I'm at And not that I care Because there's more than enough money In this industry For everybody to be happy mm-hmm. But a real man Would have been like Yo I just want to let you know I'm about to open up A Jeski joint this year Right I think that's how That should play out Like mm-hmm. I, I I got a cat out in um Miami Right I don't own any boats In Miami I own a broker mm-hmm. And so we've been doing business For the last two years and we finally met each other the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I was going to call you, and uh, but I'm glad you're here. I wanted to talk to you about it in the person. But, you know, we're the only ones that's really doing what we're doing in our field. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if I created a course? I'm like, do you, bro? It's enough money out here. Like, that's what you're supposed to do yeah, as yeah, a man. Yeah. You know, let somebody know. But I feel like we we don't really know how to, like, a lot of us is, like, first-time business owners. So yeah. we don't really know how to. I mean, I personally, I know I, what I would have done in that situation, but you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses for that man, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying, man. <laughs> not, 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 not in this no, aspect. No, but, I, but I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses for it. But I, just, I, I, I would have done the same thing you would have done, and I would have felt the same way you'd have felt. But, I, but I'm just saying, like, we're all first time business owners. Like, I'm the first in my family to really have a business, so. Yeah, yeah, but you gonna you gonna show respect? You gonna yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll out the red carpet for it. You know, my guests or whatever. It don't yeah. matter. So I mean, I, tr- I, I'm, I'm with you. Trust me. But yeah, I um, <clears throat> and maybe I I probably went too hard on the whole situation, but I, I ain't I ain't talked to him since. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out. I, I guess he has seen. I think we were talking about it on Instagram, and he reached out to me. Probably a day or two later, I guess he had seen the replay of the um the uh the Instagram. He was like, "Yo, I, I was just hitting you up. Uh, wanted to talk about the live that you did, but if not, we can keep it like this. Mm-hmm. And we kept it like that because once you cross me, that's it. It ain't no. And it sounds selfish, but it's just it's hard for me to trust oh. people from the top anyway. Yeah, yeah. So when you cross me, it's just I right, am done with you. Mm-hmm. Um. And now that I mean that's what it is. He was down at the marina when I was down there the other day. Um, I I, I wasn't in there. I was on the conference call outside, but uh, one of my staff had went in and was like, "Your boy in there," and he he acting like he ain't, he don't know who I am. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It's enough money out here. I don't beef with nobody, but you know I know how to cut ties, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that we all need to learn how to do. Uh, you got to learn how to cut people off, you know, leave people where they are and, mm-hmm. and continue moving forward. I haven't lost any sleep. I haven't lost any money by not dealing with him. So take that from this whole story right here, man. Like you got somebody, friends, family, whomever it is. If you have somebody in your circle around you that's not feeding you properly, mm-hmm. then get rid of them. What, like what they're around for. Mm-hmm. The scholarship you got. You think if you would have went to college, you think you still would have... Got in the bow game, or you think you absolutely would've... not? Okay, not, not at all. If I if I would, my plan was to go to college, um, so that I can go in the military as an officer. Oh, okay. like that was my whole because my my mom and I had moved down to Fort Campbell. Um, I don't know, maybe I was like ten. I don't remember how old I was, but I was a youngin. Um, and when I went down there, because when I went at first, I wanted to just be a police or an actor. But when my mom and I had moved down to my aunt, she was trying to get herself clean. Mm-hmm. Um, my her, my aunt's uncle was a, I mean, my aunt's husband was in the military. So I thought that shit was cool. I would go hop in his uniforms and all that stuff. <laughs> um, so that's how I got the whole military thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, it was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the military. 
So uh, if I would have went to college, it was just simply for that. It was first, nobody in my family went to college. And two, that's how I get into the military as the officer. But um, I was just so ready to leave home. Um, I was just ready to be out, you know, by myself and do my own thing. So I went ahead and I graduated high school a year early. And I went and took that 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 ride in the military. I don't regret it, though. Like, mm-hmm. the, the military has taught me discipline. It's taught me about, you know, being on time, tactfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really giving, giving me that yeah, that discipline and the structure and, and concrete that I needed to be the successful uh, businessman that I am today. So, I, I mean, I think everybody should go in the military at least for two or three years just so they can get that discipline and that foundation that we we, we sometimes need. Uh, your kids, they, they work for you, right? Absolutely. So my, my kids, they, they answering phones. You know what I'm saying? They on the computer. Like, I'm teaching them now. My only fear with that is they're going to do that. They're doing this now. And when they get older, they're going to say the hell with this. Yeah. yeah, I was about to ask you, uh, if they decided to do a nine to five and go to college, would you have a problem with that? Absolutely. Cause they know better. They've never <laughs> seen daddy work for nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in the military, they were babies, so they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as them knowing me as working, they know my dad owns multiple businesses. So to, to it will let me let me say this: it will be disappointing. Disappointing. I, I I'm gonna say that it will be disappointing, but I don't want to. I can't run their lives if that's what they want to do. Then yeah, but they have a leader to show them that, you know, college is not mandatory. Like I, I, I I'm only an advocate for college. If you're going into a specialty field, you, you trying to be a lawyer a doctor. or a doctor, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But as far as an entrepreneur, that MBA crap, they not teaching you real thing. And it's mm. just, I heard somebody said before, why would I sit in the, in, in the classroom learning for somebody that's only making a hundred thousand dollars a year? Or, or yeah. take a loan for two hundred thousand to make two hundred thousand. Exactly. Yeah. So if they if they if they don't if they don't take my lead, man, I'm gonna be highly <laughs> disappointed, man. I don't I don't work hard. There's a lot of sleepless nights that I go through trying to make sure that I'm leading from the front and that they have someone to look up to and say, all right, I want to be like that guy. Oh, uh, last night, um, I was a lady or a guy. They were like kind of heckling you, man. How'd you how'd you keep your composure, man? Man, <laughs> training, man. Honestly, I've been I've been in the whole um, influencer space for a little over a year now, mm-hmm. um, and I have so many people that that look up to me for motivation and inspiration. And I will look like a fool to be teaching people about being tactful and keeping their composure, and remaining humble, mm-hmm. and then lashing out on a, a kid. Man, I, I was angry for you. Like, even when you started talking again, like, I was still so hot thinking about them. I don't even know what they was doing. Yeah. And I was just pissed. And Man. then. I mean, and sometimes, honestly, when, <laughs> when 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 you have negative things that come like that, too, man, I'm I, I'm big on, 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 on spiritual, man. That was that was nothing but the devil. Mm-hmm. That was nothing but the devil trying to throw me off my course, throw me off of what I was trying to pour into the people, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just. We ain't gonna let it happen. We gonna we gonna we we gonna laugh about it and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And make sure the people are getting what they came for. But you definitely did what you needed to do because, like last night, like while you was talking, I was like googling like Kima and Galveston and and trying to figure out that play. So, so say, say somebody wants to start off right now, what what would they need to do? Like they buy your course, and then what's the next play? Um, like you said, you you need a mentor. 
right? I'm, I'm a, a huge advocate about mentorship. Um, and not because of the money. It's simply for the guidance, mm-hmm. right? When um, be, be, before I had a mentor, I was making some careless mistakes, um, some, some mistakes that I could have prevented if I just had somebody to guide me. Um, so definitely get the, grab the, the, the mentorship or course, but then finding your market, right? That's the first thing we need to do. You can go to getmyboat.com. Once you get there, you can type in whatever city that you're looking to operate in. Mm-hmm. And if there's little to no boats or jet skis in that area, then that's a great market. A lot of people want to go into Miami or something like mm-hmm. that, but Miami got five or 600 boats. Mm-hmm. Why you want to go where you got competition? Mm-hmm. You want to go where it's an open market, not too many people are doing it, and you have a little a room to get in there and make a name for yourself. Okay, so um, you want to promote the um, uh, you want to have your ebook on my on the uh, on the on yeah, this podcast? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. For sure. Um, I'm gonna do it either or. You gotta pick um, like either or, and then we'll, we'll be done. Okay, that's cool. All right, cool. Trucking or boats? Boats. Uh, government contracts or boats? Mm. <laughs> government contracting. Why? Um, with the government contract, and that's that's residual. Okay, that's getting paid every three days. I mean, every thirty days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something because here here's the thing: people get it misconstrued when it comes down to government contracting. People think that you have to win the contract and you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be be the one that's doing the work. You can sub it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for example, I have a contract. Um. I can't say what it is, but I have a contract that I won and I'm I'm making $20,000 a month off of it and I'm not even doing the work, right? In the boat world, it's your company. Yes, you can make $20,000 a month, but on the East Coast, it's only five to six months for me, okay, right? Good. So it's those cold. other six months, that government contracting is still feeding me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, rental property or Airbnb? Hmm. Airbnb, because with rental rental property, um, yes, you you you, not all, but yes, you have the relaxation that all right, I'm about to make fourteen hundred every every month without w- w- without any issues. But with Airbnb, you can leverage it and you can make you know double or triple that okay. every month. Uh, earn your leisure, sleep is for suckers. Mm, you can't do me like that, <laughs> man. <laughs> um. I'm gonna say this. Um, shout out to David Shans. Um, he put me on. Um, that was my breakthrough mm-hmm. um, into to the whole digital world. If if it wasn't for me um, landing on his podcast, a lot of people wouldn't know who I am today. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna say that. Uh, shout out to my brother Troy and Rashad. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you either or, man, because they both are, no, are great cool. platforms, man. Um, anyone that touches that platform to point to the people, you know, it, it, it means a lot, man. But just to see what they're doing for the culture on both podcasts, because they both. I'm, I'm going to let you say both. Six figure spot chick just kept on saying both. So I'm going <laughs> to let you do both. All right. Uh, money or equity? Equity, man. Equity. Um, two million followers or rental property? I'm going to say two million followers because I can leverage that. Okay. Oh, uh, Dream Champs are on your leisure. I don't know who Dream Champs are, so it gotta be on your leisure. Okay. 
Eight fifty credit score or a million dollars. Eight fifty credit score, baby. Okay. Uh, Troy or Rashad. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> them both my guys. Both of them. <laughs> uh, but Zoe? Rashad, we got the same name. That's my. That's my guy. That's my name, Rashad. Okay. Zoe or David Shans. Zoe or David Shans. Oh, come on, man. You put me in sticky situations. <laughs> I'm both of my brothers, man. Uh, Pushman Mitch or Ash Cash? Well, Pushman Mitch, my brother. I, I know him like that, so. Okay. Uh, Jason White or Runway Billionaire? Man, come on, man. I'm both of my brothers, man. Uh, Nikki, Money Talks a Big Business. Big Business. Okay. Uh, Atlanta Hair Doctor and Neo. I know both of them. Neo, my mentor, though. Okay. Neo's my mentor. Um, Justin P or Poppy Chulo? <clears throat> bro, one of my brothers, bro. What's up with these questions, bro? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Look what, what he's trying to do to the boat go, man. They're my guys, both of them, man. Uh, Jonathan Gooch or Doug Dupree? Um, Doug with the real estate? Yeah. I mean, I know I have a relationship with Gooch. Okay. I I know him personally. I do know who Doug is, uh, but I, I know Gooch personally. Okay. Uh Millionaire Bar- Barbara Jeremy Anderson. Jeremy? Jeremy Anderson. He's, he's oh, the, 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 the motivational. Yeah, motivational. Oh, who? Motivational. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, Millionaire Barber. Uh, Chen is my, listen, Chen is my brother. That's that's my mentor. Um, you know, I, I know who Jeremy is, but Chen and I, again, we have a personal relationship. He's... He's motivated me and showed me some things when it come down to this digital real mm-hmm. estate as well. Yeah, he's he's got put a lot of people on. Yeah. Humbly, uh, too. Mm-hmm. Humbly. Julian Gordon or CEO Maddie J? Ju- you know what? Julian's my guy, but CEO Maddie J is as well. Um, I met Julian down at a uh, mastermind in Austin, Texas. He's from uh, Houston. He's from he's from Houston. Yeah. I thought he was from New York. Um, I thought he was from Houston. He may well, he, he stay he's staying here right now. He he may be. Um okay. but Julian, that's that's my guy, but Maddie J, that's my brother as well. Okay. Uh uh CEO First Lady or Mahid was Wood Woodard Woodard. I don't know who the second one is, so Okay, so you gonna CEO? CEO First Lady. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. man I appreciate you, bro. Uh, description below. We gonna have my man's uh, ebook and all that. <clears throat> yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate, appreciate you, bro. Man.